From the womb of our Holy Father, St. Benedict, chapter 48, the Opere Manum Quotidiano continued. From the 1st of October to the beginning of Lent, let them apply to reading until the end of the second hour. Let terse be then said, and until the ninth hour, let all labor at the work that is enjoined. When the first signal for known is given, let everyone break off from his work <coughs> and be ready as soon as the second signal is sounded. After their meal, let them occupy themselves in their reading or learning the Psalms. During Lent, let them apply themselves to reading from morning until the end of the third hour, and then, until the end of the tenth, labor at whatever is enjoined them. And in these days of Lent, let each one receive a book from the library and read it all through in order. These books are to be given out at the beginning of Lent. Above all, let one or two seniors be appointed to go round the monastery at the hours when the brethren are engaged in reading and see that there be no slothful brother giving himself to idleness or to foolish talk and not applying himself to his reading so that he is thus not only useless to himself but a distraction to others. If such a one be found, which God forbid, let him be corrected once and a second time, and if he do not amend, let him be subjected to the chastisement of the rule, so that the rest may be afraid. And let not one brother associate with another at unseasonable hours. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. second part of the year stretches from the 1st of October to the beginning of Lent. And during this season of the year, the brethren are to apply themselves to reading until the end of the second hour. So we would have to see that at about 8 o'clock in the morning. Let terse be then said. So terse is said somewhat earlier during this season. And until the ninth hour, let all labor at the work that is enjoined them. It's a very long work day. Without a meal, mind you. It's a very long work day. So it, it begins... Um, Terse is said at the end of the second hour, and then all work until the ninth hour. So monks work essentially from about nine in the morning until three in the afternoon, and this on an empty stomach. They were better men than we, uh, because uh, they were able to, to do this. 
When the first signal for known is given, let everyone break off from his work. St. Benedict uses a very evocative word. Disjungant say, opere singuli, disjungant. Let them uh, break off, I suppose, is a very good translation of that. Uh, but it, it suggests that one must uh, act against one's inclination to continue the work or to finish one last thing. I have, I have just this little bit to do. No, St. Benedict says there is to be a break. The monk is to disjoin himself from his work. I find the expression very suggestive. Literally, the monk is to, to make a clean break with what he's doing. And this applies not only when the signal for known is given for the end of the workday, but for every hour of the divine office. And as I said the other day, this is perhaps the fundamental uh, mortification in Benedictine life. Stopping work at the sound of the bell. After their meal, let them occupy themselves in their reading, so the meal would have been at three in the afternoon, following known. After their meal, let them occupy themselves in their reading or in learning the Psalms. St. Benedict presents The learning of the Psalms as the monk's lifelong task. The monk spends his life learning the Psalms. The Psalter is the book of the monk par excellence. A monk can never say, I've finished my apprenticeship to David. I've, I've learned my, my Psalter. No, the monk spends a lifetime learning the Psalms. And so uh, for St. Benedict this meant learning the Psalms by heart. Even when I entered monastic life it was required that a novice learn by heart Psalm 3, Psalm 94, Psalm 66, Psalm 50, Psalms 148, 149, 150 and 119 all the way to uh, 130. and a number of other psalms as well, usual psalms that we used at various times for work and so forth. In, even if this is no longer of obligation, the monk is bound to apply himself to the study of the Psalter every day of his life. One never exhausts the psalms. During Lent, they apply themselves to reading from morning until the end of the third hour. That is until about 10 o'clock. The reading is longer in Lent. And then until the end of the tenth labor at whatever is enjoined them. So again, in Lent, it was a very long work day. And St. Benedict addresses 
the practice of the distribution of Lenten books. The monks are to read in a disciplined and orderly manner, uh, not uh, like dilettantes who read a page here, a page there. Uh, this strikes my fancy, so I pick this up and then I put it down and go to something else. No. St. Benedict would have his monks read um, in order. Ex integro legant, all through. Uh, and this uh, principle applies to all our reading, uh, that we apply ourselves to our reading methodically and uh, not in, in, a, in a disorderly manner, um, giving in to curiosity. Then St. Benedict provides for one or two seniors to go around the monastery at the hours when the brethren are engaged in reading. The brethren, there was no uh, artificial light, so the brethren would have had to uh, sit in the, the opening of the windows or under the cloister or in some place where they could find natural light. Uh, it would have been extraordinary uh, for a monk to have his own lantern. Uh, we know from the life of St. Benedict that there was a young monk of aristocratic background who was asked to hold the lantern for St. Benedict while he ate his supper. And the young monk was thinking in his heart, why am I asked to do this? I have other, and, and certainly uh, with my experience and background, I could be doing something more elevated, uh, more useful, uh, more in, in line with my with who I am than holding the old man's lantern while he eats. Uh, of course, Saint Benedict knew what was going on in his heart. Uh, so the, the question of going around the, the monks going around to supervise the, the, the monks who were reading, they had to go and find them in the various places where they were, uh, taking advantage of the last rays of, of daylight. Um, that there be no slothful brother giving himself to idleness or to foolish talk. Uh, it would have been very easy or the brethren assembled in one place where there was natural light to begin to have a little chat, uh, beginning probably with some point in the reading or a question about the reading. And then one thing would lead to another, and they would be holding a little recreation among themselves. St. Benedict will have none of it. No idleness or foolish talk. They are to apply themselves to their reading. The brother who does not apply himself to his reading is not only useless to himself, but a distraction to others. And such a man is to be corrected. And St. Benedict concludes, Neque fratera fratrem, jungantur oris incompetentibus. What are these uh, unseasonable hours? The bro one brother is not to associate with another, join himself to another, seek out the company of another at an unseasonable hour. Um, the unseasonable hours would be, of course, the hours of the great silence, from after Conklin until after uh, Prime. 
Also, we never speak at the Stazio, ever, even for uh, something very brief and small. The silence of the Stazio is inviolable and sacrosanct. So that if you have to say something at the Stazio, you give a gentle tug on the brother's scapular and you go away from the Stazio to another place to ask the question and then come back. We never speak at the Stazio. That's a place of absolute silence and of recollection. And at some point I will give a conference on the Stazio, on what monks should be doing in Stazio. But it's not simply a question of lining up and waiting for the clock to chime. It's a time of prayer. It's not a, a, an empty time where we do nothing. Uh, it is a time that has its own fullness and that has its purpose. And for this reason, the, um, the, the, the silence in the Stazio is uh, inviolable. And if, a brother, if you must speak, you take the brother away from the Stazio by gently tucking on his scapular or on the sleeve of his kukula or on the edge of his cloak if it's in the Japan.